At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Good. Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are continuing our Listener Submitted Month and are joined with yet another guest, our friend Robert Bacon of the 91 Donkey Lane Podcast. Yay, that's me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, is this going to be the kind of episode where Matt just annoys me the whole time? Because that's what it's... <laughs> Scott is angry today. <laughs> yeah, is... I'm having no... Sh- oh, fuck. Just talk. Am I am no. I responsible for Scott's anger? Okay, because no, it is no. on my list. Here's who's responsible for this anger. And it's a listener named Jeremy who emailed us and he said, Hey guys, started listening to your podcast a few months ago and really enjoyed the show. I'm a pretty big horror fan and I like your takes on a lot of the movies that I've seen. My favorite episode of yours was the Hereditary episode because you felt the same way I did after watching it. Also, I've seen that movie twice now and have no desire to watch it again. For the last few years, I've been watching a horror movie a day during the month of October. And this year, I came across this movie. My suggestion for an episode is My Mom's a Werewolf from 1989. It's fucking terrible, and I really want to hear what you have to say about it. P.S. Just as a warning, I'm going to keep sending you this exact same email until you watch it because I'm a prick like that. Then he sent another email that said, hey, I know you probably have a long list of shitty movies to watch, plus the ones that you have to watch for the podcast, but you should really consider reviewing My Mom's a Werewolf. It's terrible, and I really want to know what you have to say about it. My favorite part of the show is when you talk about what you watch this week. I'm usually listening to the podcast when I'm either running, driving, or at the gym, so I can't stop what I'm doing to write down some of the suggestions. I was wondering if you could put together a small summary of the movies that you watch in the description of the podcast, just no. so we all have it as a reference. Just a thought. No. Any, anyway, no. love the show, and Matt's laugh is 
worth listening for the show alone, Jeremy. So Jeremy, that is not true. No, I swear to Christ, that was how the email ended. We watched My Mom's a Werewolf, a Harry production. The first things that come up on the screen, and we hear what is one of three times we hear this Little Red Riding Hood song oh. begin playing because they only had money to spend on one song. Yeah, basically that's it. Now. I watched this on YouTube. Scott, you provided the YouTube link, so I'm assuming you also watched it on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Bacon, you you found a copy of this. Uh, no, I could not find a copy. One of the, I thought I found a copy. Turns out, not that copy. Uh, it's impossible to find uh, unless you just YouTube search it and you could find that that whole production company has their entire catalog up for free. <laughs> Wait, there's more than just one Harry production movie? Uh, well, I think it's called like Try Pictures or Try Star or something. They certainly try. We've <laughs> yes. oh, got a whole lot of trying in it, but uh, not a lot of success. I emotion that we never do listener submitted month again <laughs> because it's always a mistake. I disagree because I It gives wrote- you a month so that you aren't on the hook for picking movies? I know. Yeah, but I also wrote notes. Well, I wrote a note. This is the first time, this is the first note I've ever written. And it says, this girl's friend is the less feminine version of Matt Kelly. And that's all my notes I have for the movie. (laughs) They do introduce her at what is literally the most basic version of Monster Mania. Just like absurdity. Just her walking around in what is clearly like an airport room like uh one of the airport conventions if you've ever been to an airport convention where they walk into a gypsy room that's essentially just a black room with a single veil hanging from it it looked like they're in the goddamn spaceship from killer cottons from outer space one thing real quick matt i found out something very interesting within the last month of my life the g word that you just use is a slur so we can't use that word anymore and i'm not being sarcastic i literally am saying like people use that word like the n-word apparently oh, well then so, uh, we will say that it was a fortune teller they went to check <laughs> yes fortune tellers listen to our show you're supposed to call them roma or the romani people um but yeah the g word is like if you if i were to go back and watch borat it would be a lot more offensive than it was back in 2006 i think he's he's using that in a uh, purposely offensive way uh in the movie but like at the time nobody- i didn't know in 2006 that it yeah. was a slur though yeah <laughs> it was a negative ter- term used for people so nobody it was never a positive term but a lot of people don't know so yeah keep that in there uh, <laughs> but i'd like to say that it was more it looked like it was set up at 100 percent a local cable access studio yeah I just recently finished reading the Upright Citizens Brigade book of improv comedy. So I know that during this entire fortune teller scene, it is the worst yes and improv sequence I've ever seen in my entire life. Because it's just introducing stupid concept and everyone buying into stupid concept and moving forward as if stupid concept is totally logical. And that goes for about two minutes with us learning nothing beyond like, was like, you've got the pentagram on your face. That's just a zit. But this reminds me of the most important thing that I learned while recording this. And what that was, was that I went to check out the Wikipedia page for my mom's a werewolf. Has anyone checked out that Wikipedia page besides me? I have. No. Okay. So, Bacon, you can attest that whoever wrote the plot summary on that Wikipedia page dedicated a lot of time to write 19 paragraphs to discuss this movie. And I'm just going to read 
the first paragraph so that you can understand the attention to detail paragraphs. I went to the page, saw that giant wall of plot, and I'm like, wow, that's longer than the script. Here's here's how they summarize the movie. Leslie is an average suburban housewife who is fed up with her boring life and especially continually ignored by her husband, Howard. She finds herself watching TV with the family dog more often than spending time with the family. Meanwhile, Leslie's daughter, Jennifer, is reluctantly being dragged to a sci-fi and horror convention by her horror-obsessed friend, Stacy. Although Jennifer is disinterested and skeptical, she agrees to have her fortune told by a palm reader at the convention. The fortune teller seems pretty phony at first, but then tells Jennifer that she sees a sign of the pentagram on her face, although Stacy thinks it's just as it and warns her that she will struggle with an unholy evil over the next few days jennifer jokes that she must mean the halloween party that she's been planning for later that week it is like beat for beat every single thing that happens including quotes explaining Mm -hmm. jokes (laughs) like it is insanity that someone took all the time in the world for this movie like i'm so confused go to wikipedia read the wikipedia page and that's all you need to do f- to get this whole movie, essentially. I don't suggest watching. <laughs> yeah, and there, there are no jokes in it either. No. no. Can, no. The very first like line that is said in the very beginning is she gets on the phone with her husband. And the husband says, uh, how is my grandmother? And then she, the mom says, your grandmother misses her big cucumber. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that because it was just. Oh, I heard it because I was like, that sounds like that's a penis joke. And then the conversation kept going and it definitely was a penis joke. And it was all in one shot, one long take, because this director likes to do one angle, one long take, call it a day. How are you going to film a movie in five days otherwise? <laughs> so there's a scene, there's a scene in the movie where the friend Stacy is like, this is just like in that movie nudist colony of the dead from 1958. And I was like, man, let me Google this because there's nothing I hate more than when they have a horror obsessed character who just like name drops fake horror movies. Like there's plenty of horror movies in the world. You could just use a real one. So there is a nudist colony of the dead, but it was made in 1991 by the director of my mom's a werewolf as his damn it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Also found out that this is the same writer director who brought us the uh highly homophobic and offensive curse of the queer wolf. Uh, Mark Hero, is that his name? Wait, yeah. that's a, that movie's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shocker. There's a moment in this movie that I have been thinking about since I watched it yesterday, and it's at that horror convention, and it's that the two characters leave, and then for 30 seconds, just a guy with a mask walks up to the camera and is just like, booga 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 and then walks away, and there's no explanation for why it's there. They never come up again. It's almost like they were not supposed to be filming there, and someone was just like, hey, look at camera, baba booey, baba booey, and then like walked away. <laughs> Transitions are difficult, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> It was a scary transition. I liked it. (laughs) I'm glad that they finally made a goddamn choice in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) One of the choices they made in this movie was basically to ADR most of it. Man, when she's like driving in the car and she's like, oh, got to get that flea medicine. I was like, man, this movie's going to be super fucking ADR, isn't it? And then she's walking around this weird pet store where there's nobody except for John Saxton. 
And I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is going to be almost entirely ADR. Got it. I know what I'm strapping in for. Thanks, Jeremy, is what I kept saying to myself while I watched it. I mean, if you if you turn it up really loud and listen very carefully, you could tell it's ADR. <laughs> <laughs> this also introduced something that I never knew existed in werewolf lore, which is that they're afraid of fire. Like, I know that they're afraid of a lot of things, but I didn't think fire was one of those things. Well, they're still half a person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're still a person deep down. I mean, and if they see a controlled fire in a restaurant, they're going to freak out and leave. <laughs> I also thought that the rule was that it needed to be a full moon. And it was like, there was only like once every moon cycle, but apparently it's like just every night. Yeah. Every night you become a bit of a wolf. Sometimes during the day. There's really no rhyme or reason. Also, why does she go with John Saxon to get fucked in the middle of the afternoon? We like, talk about that. I think she was hypnotized. I was under the hypnotist. There's a whole, not- there's a whole Akon song about this, I believe. <laughs> there's a whole Wikipedia page about how she was hypnotized. <laughs> well, I didn't know that she was hypnot. Like, I didn't pick up that she was getting hypnotized by him into this situation. It really felt like she was gung ho about it because they kind of set it up at the beginning that she she's in a loveless marriage at the time and her husband sucks and he's never around. And then they kind of set it up like, okay, yeah, she would cheat on him. Feels like this, this marriage is about to be over. And then it was later. I'm like, Oh, she was hypnotized. Was anybody else kind of fooled at first? I wasn't, but literally I had the wiki page up whenever there was even a moment of confusion. I knew that that Wikipedia page was going to fill in all the gaps. Every one of them. Love that that's Matt's Cliff's notes. (laughs) (laughs) This is too long for Cliff notes. Hey, so speaking of Cliff notes, I got to tell you guys real quick. I found out last week that it's not Cliff notes. It's Cliff's notes. Oh, because Megan said Cliff's notes. And I was like, don't you mean Cliff notes? And she's like, no, Cliff's notes. And I was like, Really? And so I looked it up. It was originally like a Canadian company called, I don't know, Ted's Notes or something else. And this guy with the first name Cliff bought the rights to do it in America. And that's why it's called Cliff's Notes. No, I mean, I've never actually read a Cliff's Notes. but Oh, I did. Um, I got through high school with Cliff's Notes. Yeah. <laughs> you barely got through high school yeah. with Cliff's with Notes Cliff's anyway. Notes, I know. I know. So is this like in Canada where they have like uh, Where's Wally instead of Where's Waldo? This is like a Berenstein Bears type thing for oh, me. God. Yeah, this is a Mandela yeah. effect. Now, if I could just Mandela effect this movie out of my brain, I'd be really fucking happy. This is not the first time I've watched this film either. It's the first time I finished it, but not the first time I watched it. Dear oh. God. Yeah, why did you watch it the first time? Was this like almost on your list and you gave it a view and was like... Nope, not for us. Did you put it on when the mom was walking around in her nighty and like kind of hung around for that part? No, actually, because the mom looks too much like my mother-in-law, Whoa. and I don't, I don't appreciate Weird. that. Weird. Yeah, that's never good. That's yeah, not I've seen good. a lot of Pornhub on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. We talked about a lot of the low-budget things, such as the ADRing, the bad script, the terrible acting, the terrible everything, the bad sets. But let's talk about the few times that there's supposed to be something scary which is the melted face jump cut and also the wolf masks at the end because they all look like masks that I purchased at Halloween Adventures circa 1998. They didn't just grab werewolf masks. They grabbed that mask that that guy had at the uh, at the horror convention, yeah. but then they also grabbed a Rocktober blood mask. Did you see that shit? <laughs> It's at the very end of the party, and this guy's like, red party, and he's like, interrupt over a blood mask. I'm like, what the fuck? How is that happening? Uh, I mean, part of me believes that, that the party sequence and the guy at the convention walking by was literally just 
yeah, if you want to be in this movie, you got to bring your own mask. I don't I don't think they had someone. Like, October Blood was, what, 86? Yeah. And and so three years later, there's no way that that was, like, still hanging out. Unless they got it at, like, the dollar store. And they're like, oh, this is three yeah, years later. Like, got to get rid of this. The dumpster. This, <laughs> this movie is not about the props or the monsters. It's about the sex appeal of that mom and sexy <laughs> man werewolf who takes his shirt off. And he is just... Head to toe hairy already. They were trying for Robin Williams, yeah. and then they're like, I can't get him. You know, let's get the second hairiest guy in Hollywood, John yeah. Saxon, and let's just put some, let's like put some spirit gum on his mm-hmm. back and just add some yeah. cubes. Yeah, his stand in was just like a pile of hair. <laughs> you know um so when i when i cut the dog's hair at home um i'll always tell megan like i'll, I'll show her the shaved off parts so i'll be like found you another dog and we should just like sell that to hollywood <laughs> that's the thing that i do too with my cat whenever i like brush her and i get a little ball and then i also people take photos of it and share it online and like subreddits why is that a thing that we do with animals? No. We take their fur off and then no. we present it like, hey, look, this was on an animal once. To be fair, probably most of the people on that subreddit are fucking perverts, <laughs> so they're jacking well, off. Yeah. Any subreddit I'm on is filled with perverts. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, why you're I'm there. there. <laughs> hello, hello, fellow perverts. Hello, hello, like, hello, hello. Oh, I like you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! But we got if we're talking about perverts, let's talk about John Saxon in the mm. sex scene, the first sex scene, because he is sucking the shit out of the mm. mom's toe, and it's like Quentin Tarantino has entered the chat. Sucking toe wasn't in the script, John. <laughs> <laughs> so bacon, I actually this just dawned on me. I think I gave you two options, and I think you had yeah. the option of this and what we are going to be doing next week. What made you go with this one? Besides, I don't know the obvious that it's called "My Mom's a Werewolf." Uh, I have a weird this this fascination with the way that things are titled and i always found it so weird it feels like you're automatically already giving up you're already just saying to your public hey this movie's gonna be straight fucking garbage if you put put in space at the end or if you put like my mom's uh or my dad's uh or my parents are uh or my kids uh you know, there. I think there's only one time where that has ever worked out, and it might be, and it's they changed the wording, and it's, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, this is spoken by someone who has not seen Howling Two. Your sister's a werewolf because that movie okay. is the shit. See, that one's a little bit different, but I want to figure out how many like my mom's uh, scientists. <laughs> Uh, not totally in the same vein, but one of my favorite bad movie titles. And you thought your parents were weird, which is a tagline. That's not the name of a movie. I always get it confused with like batteries not included and serial mom. And, and there's a bunch of other shit that was like very similar looking covers the when I was a kid. Or tennis shoes starring Kurt Russell. Yeah. I mean, obviously, th- th- those are those are our bread and butter, guys. <laughs> and another reason why I picked it is because the title insinuates that it's going to be from like the kids perspective i thought it would be like a brother and sister combo perspective i thought it would be more of a fun kind of kids movie yeah my mom's a werewolf really implies that it's kind of like the bailey school kids books where yeah. it's like we're following a brother and sister and they're like i'm pretty sure mom's a werewolf but like we're only seeing bits and pieces of it and then at the very end they either find out like oh yeah the mom is totally a werewolf or like nope they just were confused by puberty or something like i don't know like well i'm not gonna say there's a good version of this title but there's definitely a more honest version of this title of their 
I think Matt's right. Matt, Matt, that would have made sense. I remember when I went through puberty and my mom got really hairy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's aware. Good. Yeah, you know, when mom was rocking that uh, Wolverine chic, uh, which is <laughs> the only quote that I wrote down from this oh, movie. God. <laughs> also, am I crazy or did Victoria Jackson pop up for like a millisecond in this movie? She did. She did. <laughs> I wrote she did. She's at the very end. She was just on set, I think. Maybe even, <laughs> and they just kept it in. They probably didn't even know who it was. They're like, hey, that girl, you want a line? She's like, I'm famous. And they're like, yeah, sure you are. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what else you're missing is the guy at the end. Well, he's in the, the, the werewolf fight scene, but then he shows up again at the end right after Victoria Jackson. He's the neighbor who's like a masochist. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's in like a BDSM relationship yeah. and he's he's getting smacked with a shoe and he goes, oh, get that shoe. I want to smell that yeah. shoe, please. I'm like, what? Why is there so much foot fetish here? Well, you know, the like, movie poster itself is just two uh, women's feet, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, it's just hairy legs with women's Being feet shaved. at the end. Yeah, it uh, is a goosebumps oh. cover through and through. Yeah, Wait, is that the mom in the photo looking at the person shaving their legs? Because that's no, the- that is no, Charlie Duvall. No, that's a sister. It's the dad, <laughs> sister, and. <laughs> This is a weird science reference, though. That's the the cover's a weird science reference. Yeah. The best thing about this movie has to be the font use of of the, like, the the actual design aspect. It's amazing. Like, the My Mom's a Werewolf just looks so good. But then I have to tell you guys, when I Googled that image, I just Googled My Mom's a Werewolf, and I clicked on the, the poster or the cover art. The second row on google the very first fucking picture so those eight eighth or ninth picture is john saxon sucking oh, toe. oh it is hello <laughs> yeah oh, you can see how fucking hairy he is oh, man. oh shit it's actually the first row i'm sorry it's second to last in the uh, first row well yeah well, for me it's the second it's the second it's the first in the second row so yes. i guess it knows my perverted tastes apparently <laughs> I, I think my favorite part is when they tried to kill him and they uh, they, they stabbed him with a fork and turned him into a silver werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm That's leaving. actually a really, really good joke. I like that so yeah. much I didn't laugh. I'm not joking. That's like really with, funny. I wrote down, it's good to know that there's two, that werewolves have genders too. They have <laughs> werewolves and werewives. <laughs> yeah, that werewolf women don't yeah. exist unless they're the property what of a man. Sexist movie. I think my favorite part is when they throw all logic out the window with the final second reveal of anybody who kills a werewolf then becomes a werewolf, which just Never doesn't happened. make any sense at all. Sense. There's make no end to it. That's <laughs> King. They got King and werewolf mixed around. <laughs> <laughs> if you kill a King, you could take his spot. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- 
great. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. We'll be back to this week's episode, but first, let's talk about our sponsor, Best Fiends. It's fall time, and while you're drinking your pumpkin spice lattes and watching the leaves change, you should be playing Best Fiends and trying to catch up with the Best Fiends king, me. A few weeks ago, I talked about our listener, Rain, who caught up to me at one point, and then I blew past her, and I haven't seen her come anywhere near me since. Can you catch up with me instead? Well, you gotta give it a shot. So form a team of some cute creatures, match the fruits, and blow up these evil slugs, and then climb through the levels. Right now, I'm hanging out at level 680. Can you get to that level? There's only one way to find out, and that's by engaging your brain with fun puzzles and collecting tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends, and now back to the show. All right, so do we have any other stray observations on My Mom's a Werewolf, or should we get right into those double features? Some things I wrote down. People sleep in full clothes in this universe. In every <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what the fuck? Oh, the what the dentist scene that was kind of, oh, a, little yeah. of a little shop of horrors? Yeah, 100%. Even, they have a 50s song in the background while he's drilling her teeth yes. like sexually. Yeah, dude, I forgot to bring that up. Yes, they definitely were just like, like, hey, let's throw that little shop of horrors dentist scene in our movie as well, because that's on par. Yeah, and I found this uh, kid with an ultimate ultimate warrior face paint job on. Let's just bring him in. Do you see that? Like, what the fuck is happening in this entire film? What the what's the volume of the Caspian Sea? This fancy restaurant looks like an '80s Pizza Hut. <laughs> The dad 100% kept his shirt on because there was a sex scene. And then afterwards, we see the dad again. He kept his shirt on during sex. He Winnie the Pooh'd it. <laughs> Don't be off. You know what? And that's all I needed to say. All right. So, Bacon, as, as the guest, I'll give you the first opportunity to pick a double feature to go with this film. I would maybe try to show him something from the same time period or a similar time period. I don't know if it's the same at all uh, with a little bit more dark humor that actually I thought was funny back in the day i haven't watched it again but i'd watch don't tell mom the babysitter's dead we literally just did it for patreon and it still is pretty fucking solid awesome i I feel like that was had it didn't have a budget at all but it it had competent writers and actors from what i can remember i went really pedestrian with wolf Mm. cop (laughs) oh 
All right. Episode one of Horror Movie Night. I said a wolf cup, wolf cup. I said, I said a wolf cup, wolf cup. All right, Brian. So mine's actually a true story. I will finish this today. And for some reason, the ending reminded me of the Michael Jackson video Thriller, which is long enough to be considered a movie. Uh, so I watched that. And uh, I did notice for the first time that at the beginning of the movie, he makes a statement, a written statement stating that uh, due to his religious beliefs, he needs to know that he does not condone the occult and is not involved in the occult at all, which just seems like exactly what I would do if I was heavily involved in the occult. So I got my eye on you, Michael Jackson. I am not a foot fetishist. I am not currently sucking toes. What are we gonna say? <laughs> and, and I'm going to go with one that Scott already mentioned, but I mean, you got a good name is a good name. So the howling Two, your sister's a werewolf. Wow. Well, that's a good film. It's not a good name. It's so good. <laughs> no, no, no. The, it, it's a bullshit name because she's only in it for like two minutes. Uh, all right. So bacon now is the point in the show where we talk about what did we watch recently mm-hmm. that we want to talk about. And I know for a fact that you've been spending the quarantine binge watching various horror franchises. Yes. Uh, we watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets uh, okay. from start to finish, but we stopped because then we got to the Freddy versus Jason. And then Nate said, well, I think we should watch all the Friday the 13th and then watch that when we get, you know, when we get to that point. So we did. So then we watched all the Friday the 13th, which are, awful i didn't enjoy a single one of them they're not scary compared to friday uh, nightmare on elm street they are nothing uh, <laughs> but freddy versus jason was fun jason in space was stupid uh and now we've moved on to uh the leprechaun series we just finished leprechaun 4 in space that's a good one the next one on the list is leprechaun in the hood <laughs> and then also back, back to the to, hood. To the back, hood. Yeah. back to the hood, T-H-A. So this is during that weird part where we didn't get to duh yet, D-A. We were <laughs> kind of trying to figure out how to get to the duh sound. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, we've been watching a lot of that. I can't recommend any of it, though. Um, <laughs> we watched True Lies. That was a disappointment. Uh, just a lot of disappointment lately. Oh, you know, I watched an American pickle and, uh, it has a lot of flaws. It's, it has a lot of great moments. Seth Rogen does a great job in both his parts. You know, it just treat you. If you don't think about it too much and just want to enjoy it. I, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. I think thinking back on it, but it wasn't good. Uh, What's his character? Is it a pothead who uh, never tries to make anything of himself, but he has a lot of potential to do great things? He doesn't smoke pot in this one. Uh, But I did notice that, oh, my God, it's the exact same character basically from Knocked Up because in Knocked Up, they're working on that website. And in this, he's working on an app Mm. uh, Mm. and he can't finish it. So it's the same old, same old, (laughs) but it does. It's kind of fun and it knows it's silly and it has really light, fun parts. And there's not a lot of new movies coming out right now. So take a lot of people would probably enjoy it. All right. Uh, So I actually watched a movie that Scott had recommended on this podcast before, but I'm finally diving into my shutter uh, and I watched Headhunter, which is which is fucking awesome. Just if you want like a movie that shows what you can do with very, very little, 
Uh, Headhunter is the movie for you. Uh, it's a good 70 minutes, so it's a quick watch. Uh, I think it was made for like somewhere in that like three to 6,000 range. Like it's, it's a very cheap movie. It's got maybe two actors in the whole thing. A lot of prop heads <laughs> for for the head hunter, uh, but it's a fun little concept uh, taking place in the Middle Age or in the Dark Ages, where a guy lives alone in a shack, and some unseen kingdom blows a horn, letting him know that they're being attacked by a monster, and then it immediately jump cuts to him coming back with said monster's head, and it's kind of just about him hanging out in in this cabin and how he's trying to find a specific monster that killed someone dear to him and then he's ready to like retire entirely once he finds that specific monster and then the other thing that i wanted to recommend because i helped do a live commentary for it is pick it up the 90s ska documentary that came out last year and it is a really really well made and touching documentary about you know a genre of music that maybe only lasted for a couple months but how it was you know kind of this geeky dorky genre but it was all about like racial equality and unity and like having fun. And, and it's just a very uh, well-made documentary filled with tons of people from like every ska band you could imagine. Like, so you've got like the guys from Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and Less Than Jake in there, but then you've got like members of like Five Iron Frenzy and the Hippos and like some of the, the more B and C tier bands from that time period. So it's, it's definitely worth watching lots of cool animated sequences scattered amongst to like fill in the gaps of the history of the genre from its Jamaican roots all the way up to how it became blended with punk music. But uh, highly recommend if you have a chance to see it. That sounds awesome. That yeah. took me back all those names. Yeah. Oh, it's good times. Ska forever. I say. That it's nerdy and not cool, and it went away, and it only lasted a few months. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm listening to to the mighty boss tones and sucking on toes over here. (laughs) All right, Brian. So we found out that uh, if you have Xfinity, which we got free with our house, that you get Peacock, which now we have two things for free. And we watched a show called A Brave New World. It's got it's got Han Solo. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, new Han Kurt Solo. Russell. No, 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 no. Young no, Han Solo. Young Han Solo. Starring Russell. him. Yes, Kurt <laughs> Russell. Uh, <laughs> he looks great, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's always looked great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intense. It is about this new world where uh, you're not allowed to be, there's no monogamy, there's no privacy, and you can't have a family. So it starts off in the beginning, it's just like a bunch of orgies. But then Han Solo comes and ruins the orgies, and that's it. That's my pitch. Just so watch it's based it. So it's based on the very and famous book that we've is, all had to read it, in school, except for the kid who read Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. Wait, so you guys, wait, wait. The books that I didn't read in school were about orgies? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane to me. You didn't read Eyes Wide Shut in school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I can't read. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I also didn't read The Giver, but afterwards oof. we watched The Truman Show because our teacher said it was just like it. And then uh, when I talked to my my wife's sister-in-law, I found out that The Truman Show is nothing like The Giver. No. I still don't know what The Giver's about. I 
don't know how to explain what The Giver's about, but I can start with think of Truman Show and then stop thinking about it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Scott, how about you? What, what have you watched that you want to give a shout out to? I got to say, I finished the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. After two bullshit seasons, this last season really brought it back to what I enjoyed about the, about the show. I think that they did a great job of kind of tying things together. The last episode, or last two episodes rather, because they're kind of like a two-parter, is some really well-written TV. My, one of my least favorite things is time travel as a plot device because it is stupid. I mean, like, I love time travel movies because you get to see people in costumes and stuff, but I also hate them. I mean, I'm not saying you get to see people in costumes the whole season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you get to see them in a number of time periods. It's really fucking cool. But at the same time, there are ways that it really fucks with my brain, and I don't like thinking about all the possibilities of why time travel is stupid, right? But um, I think that they did a great job of, you know, closing the the show with a uh, really satisfying ending. Um, It was seven seasons. And so if we got, you know, five good seasons out of it, really, really happy to, to have that ended on a high note because so many series kind of take a shit and never get better and they took a shit and got better all right well that was my mom's a werewolf from 1989 we were joined by robert bacon of the 91 donkey lane podcast go and check out their show uh bacon you want to in a quick 30 seconds to a minute sum up what 91 donkey lane is all about yes 91 Donkey Lane. I'm just going to read the intro music. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment <laughs> complex that holds many magical secrets. It's current, currently inhabited by two idiots, myself and my roommate, Nate, who have no idea of its true power and we're constantly arguing. Uh, yeah, that's it. Check it out. Uh, just finished an animation. Put it up on YouTube. If you want to look up Meatloaf Dog on YouTube and ruin your whole search history. Uh, check out that animation. <laughs> All right. And we will be back with another listener submitted movie next week. Will it be better than this? Uh, not a high bar, but I'm, but I'm hoping so. Hopefully we can end listener submitted month on a, on a good note, but God damn you guys, seriously. Fuck you. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why did my facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. 
Has he been cancelled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad! That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 